Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. What you just heard there was me finishing a movie that I'm about to talk about in this podcast, which I've never done before. So I thought, hey, hit the record button as the 80s-style credits were rolling on the film. And uh, why not, right? Try a little something different. Like anal sex! Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. That is not a guarantee of spoilers, but it is a possibility. So I warn of them to be safe. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that, if you like what you hear... (laughs) And I don't mean that disgusting burp. Oh, I apologize for that. Uh, If you like what you hear, uh, (laughs) the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Oh my god. How can I ask for that after burping right in your ears? That's disgusting. You know what? Forget about the million dollars. What you can do instead is just rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Just do that. I don't earn... I, I don't deserve the million after that disgusting burp. Just the other things I said will be perfectly acceptable. Okay, uh, I'm going to push a button that will officially get us started like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Blart Mall Cop Tactical Crowd Control Mall. The Mall Cop Mall. M-A-U-L, that is. Okay, so, uh, what do I have today? I have two... What is it when it's two movies? Movies and their sequels? That's called something, though. And, uh, another weird one. It's like a sandwich, if you will, and I hope you will. Uh, movie the first, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yes, I watched it. Again, no less. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, I've just realized. Uh, I had never seen Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I heard it was really bad, so I decided I had to see it. Uh, <laughs> then I guess I watched the first one again, so I would know what was going on. Which, now that I say those words out loud, I have realized that is fucking ridiculous. Why would you do such a thing to yourself? Um, it's funny, I was at a, a, a just will give you a behind-the-scenes action time frame of this, I was at a little party thing this weekend for the last Tragically Hip concert, so, there you go, uh, and was talking about 
uh, the podcast very slightly. I very infrequently do. I don't even think I said podcast. I, I think I just said uh, something along the lines of I like most all things. I am a horrible reviewer of things for that reason because I like just about every movie. Paul Bart, Mall Cop 1 and 2, they're not good movies. I do like them. I like them. What the hell? It's a uh, rating wise, you know what? I'd go three ish out of four, which is uh, enjoyed while watching. Probably wouldn't watch again. Now that being said, this is my second time watching Paul Blart Mall Cop. Um, <laughs> so if they come out with three Paul Blart Mall Cop three, I, I guess does that mean I have to watch the first two again? I don't know what I'm doing with my life, just in general. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, they star Kevin James. Kevin James as the titular <laughs> uh, mall cop uh, and you know hilarity ensues at the very least attempted hilarity ensues which can lead to um, laughter I suppose um, uh, in the in the second one they sort of up it a little bit uh, it's not in his home mall he's sort of in Las Vegas and gets embroiled embroiled with sort of art thieves at a casino that sort of thing uh definitely <laughs> this is another weird thing to say paul blart mall cop 2 is not as good as paul blart mall cop 1 you know what there exists i heard about this i think last week uh there exists a podcast where every single week i think it's two as well every single week the the host of the podcast watch paul blart mall cop i do believe two uh, <laughs> then talk about it. So go list, find and listen to that. Don't listen to me talk of these two movies. Rather, I will move on to movie the third, which is called uh, Wormwood, colon, Road of the Dead. I forget how I came about this. I think it was, and this has come up from time to time, one of those movies that was on a list. Like, uh, occasionally I'll be stumbling along the interwebs uh, come across like a list of uh, uh, like this could have been on I don't know crazy horror movies you've never seen uh, I, I like the list that have that you've never seen in it uh, just because quite often I have seen most movies so uh, throw that into a list and uh, sometimes you find some hidden gems like this one kind of sort of kind of sort of rating wise I'll also go a 3 out of 5 uh, I bet you the summary is funny. Uh, Barry is a... Okay, so we've got a mechanic, a family man. He's, his, his family's torn apart on the eve of a zombie apocalypse. Oh, it's one of those movies, you think, for the first uh, 20-ish minutes or so. Until you realize that the zombies um, are breathing uh, gasoline, I guess. <laughs> So this 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 is an apocalypse unlike any I'd ever seen before, which is why I give this more than just a standard sort of boring run-of-the-mill zombie movie. Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse combined with the fact that all forms of fuel, like gasoline, are no longer active. They, uh, they do not ignite. They do not light on fire with flame. You know what was kind of dumb, I just realized? Or do they have matches? Probably have matches. Anyways, there was a scene where it was like a cup of gasoline and they were they were lighting it on fire to prove that it was no longer uh, flammable. 
Uh, I assume they use matches, because if they used, like, a lighter, then just power it by butane. Anyways, uh, so that's sort of the plot. It's also Australian, so you've got, like, an Aboriginal guy uh, with a boomerang <laughs> at one point. I'm not kidding. Uh, and then the other little twist is that uh, if you're a certain blood type, I think it's AB positive. I don't know. I'm not positive. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, then you're not uh, able to be infected by zombies. Uh, and, and the sort of final twist, a lot of twists in this movie I've just realized, on this road of the dead, uh-huh. uh, there's a girl who can sort of, she's infected with zombieism, but she doesn't turn into a zombie, but she can sort of see through the eyes of zombies around her and control them so uh, another cool little thing you know what uh, saying all of these cool little twists and differences from a normal zombie movie make me want to give it a higher mark so what the hell we're bumping it up to four hey unprecedented maybe i don't know okay uh, as you heard uh, i'm already out of time uh and i did kind of want to stick to the timer more than i do sometimes times 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 so uh let me combine these two last movies which makes sense, uh, Romancing the Stone from 1984 and The Jewel of the Nile from 1985. Oh, I didn't realize they were so close together. Uh, so these are very similar movies in that they are a movie and its sequel starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and also Danny DeVito is in there, which I appreciate. Little guy, little, little troll-footed dude. Uh, they're Indiana Jones-ish. I think is probably what you would say of these. Yeah, they're very Indiana Jonesy. Just period. <laughs> Ripoffs of them. Uh, hadn't seen them in a couple of years. Saw they were on Netflix. Decided to watch them, and they're still good. Yep, still good movies. Uh, solid fours out of fives. I think if you were going to watch them on a Sunday, relaxing in bed, maybe hungover, then you'd like them even more, possibly. Hmm. One of those two movies back to back. Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Inner Nostril Band-Aids, now in 11 packs. Okay, we're talking Stranger Things. Oh, as is goddamn everybody else. Uh, Yeah, so kind of interesting that this movie, or this movie, this Netflix-created television show exploded as much as it did. Like, uh, I avoided, for the most part... Uh, and successfully so uh spoilers of any kind really any talk whatsoever other than the fact that there was talk every podcast i listened to friggin' every meme on chive uh everywhere i looked there was things (laughs) stranger things things you might say uh so i knew i had to watch it and managed somehow, some way, to rope the missus in with me. So that was a pleasant surprise. I kind of didn't think she would be on board. Uh, but she was. She, oh, you know what? I just remembered. I asked her what she gives this out of uh, five, as I do from time to time. Uh, and she said four and a half. Uh, for her, that is like 
that's like a normal human being six out of five. So she really, really liked it. I, just since we're on that note, easily can say five out of five. Uh, very, very good. So very reminiscent. Uh, like I have an, uh, I'm in my little man den right now, looking at a shelf that is filled with got to be thirty-ish Stephen King books, of which I've read, you know, twenty-five or so. Uh, I've read a shit ton of Stephen King over the years, so all of that stuff rooting around in my brain. Uh, you really sort of can see some similarities between his work and this. Some of the nods to his work, including uh, even the title card, the Stranger Things sort of character, is very reminiscent of sort of Stephen King lettering on some of his stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, some things I wanted to say. As usual, I didn't really plan anything out. I just let flow what may. One thing is that... Uh, and this is funny, and I plan to... Maybe I'll do it later today. Uh, if I, I gotta find a picture of my mom when she was in high school because she looks identical, or looked identical to the... What was her name? Barb? The, like, short red-haired girl and glasses who got uh, bad things happened to her. Uh, how about on that note, why don't I just say... I, I think I can manage to keep this pretty spoiler-free, even though I warn of it. Um, there's one sort of main thing that, uh, I, I guess is the, the main plot point, and that is there exists a alternate reality from ours, which is a, a plot point in lots of things. Uh, is it a fluffy unicorn and leprechaun, uh, alternate reality where all your dreams come true and you can slide down rainbows into pots of Lucky Charms, the cereal, as well as real Lucky Charms? No! It is not. It's dark and scary, and uh, a good, probably, college word is foreboding. Lots of foreboding. Uh, there's a bad thing, and I'll just go ahead and leave it at that, that lives in this world that is, through certain means, able to travel back and forth. Which is not good for anybody, really. Um, something I was sort of thinking on that, and I even said to the missus a couple of times... Uh, there doesn't exist, probably not even in this weird, dark world, uh, a species where there's only one of you. Uh, a singular, unless you're, I guess, the last of your species, which is always possible. But shouldn't there have been more? Uh, and maybe there is. Maybe No, there's not. Okay, so I spoiled one thing there. Uh, this primarily is through the eyes of, uh, well, not always, but, uh, often you're, you're, you're sort of living these events through the eyes of four, uh, young boys, nerdy young boys, uh, Dungeons and Dragons playing young boys, uh, which is as cool to sort of give you that inner sense of, uh, childhood back, uh, which amps up the fear a little bit, perhaps. Uh, all in all... Can't wait for more of this, which presumably there will be because it was so popular. Must watch, I would say this is. All eight episodes. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's double TV internet talk segment thing sponsor is a Zen Clay Facial Hugger Exfoliation Mask. 
exfoliating mask. Should I try that again? No, we don't have time to do things right. We'll just do them wrong and skip over them. Okay, so uh, because once again I haven't finished this nine series book thing, serial book I believe they're calling it, uh, and I didn't want to do two uh, Just Tweets weeks in a row, I decided to double up uh, on whatever this is. It's kind of TV, more internet-y web series, I guess would be what it would, what it would, 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 oh boy, oh boy. Speaking of brain things, this is called Freeman's Mind. The Freeman in question is Gordon Freeman from the Half-Life series. Uh, this is something from way back in the day. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say about something from the internet. Uh, you know what, when is this? Uh, uh, so from 2007. Yeah. So it started in 2007, which... I guess in terms of internet things is way back in, excuse me, way back in the day. Um, <laughs> I'm finding this more and more. Uh, this and just somewhat recently, I hit it with my axe. Uh, I'm experiencing things from my past internet life sort of come back uh, and revisiting them anew. Next, it'll be freaking Jake and Amir. Oh, wait, yeah, that did as well in the form of a podcast. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Jake and Amir. We're here to talk about Freeman's Mind, which is what they called, and do call, Machinima. Machinima. Uh, this was sort of just around the time that it, I guess, became a thing, if I do recall. Uh, what it is, is uh, a dude... Uh, Ross Scott, by name, played the game Half-Life. Now that's... so did I. What's the big deal, right? Well, uh, he played it, recorded it, and then uh, seemingly improv although some of it must have been written, I guess, uh, improv-ed what the main character was thinking and saying throughout the entire game, sort of in his mind, if you will. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Half-Life series, uh, the main title... The main title. The main character is Gordon Freeman. He's your sort of typical silent protagonist. Uh, not typical in the sense that he's actually a scientist. Um, has glasses and a goatee. Oh. Uh, this is one of the first PC games I played. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, I recently replayed it, in fact, uh, and spoke of it on this very podcast. Uh, so when I saw that I was able to rewatch all of the 64 episodes, there, uh, oh, you know what, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, 5 minutes to 12 minutes on average. Yeah, that's probably right. I think the last episode was a little longer. Uh, when I saw that was available, and it's been since 2007 since I watched them, uh, jumped right on. These, I would say, are a must-watch in terms of Machinima. If you have never watched uh, Machinima, just sort of period, I would say this would be the absolute prime example. Easy, easy, easy for me to give 5 out of 5 to. Uh, I wish, and maybe I should look into it more, that uh, Ross Scott did this with the other Half-Life games. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, I don't know if he was able to make money on these. Uh, they were all on YouTube, so I guess it depends on clicks and what have you. Uh, but, but definitely a must-watch. 
Uh, he's got a very... <laughs> uh, not necessarily dirty. Uh, definitely it's sort of a dry sense of humor. He, he turns Gordon Freeman into basically a psychopath. Uh, killing... Uh, I mean, you're in the game, you're normally killing, but you're not normally thinking that here's a human being who's stuck in a world of uh, aliens and, and soldiers trying to kill him and is just massacring everything in sight. You don't think that normally, but with him, you do. So, five out of five. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is Yes Woman's Ground Placental Topsoil. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, so as predicted, talking No Man's Sky once again. Uh, it's my second weekend playthrough. Uh, I don't know how much more I'm going to play it. Uh, unless, as they are talking about, they're going to add things and change things and whatever. Uh, I wasn't not not having fun? No, wait. I wasn't not having fun. I wasn't not not having fun. One of those. I was still having a modicum of fun. It's just, uh, and this has come up on the podcast before, uh, 35 years old. Uh, I've got a lot of games to get to. Uh, I play games while watching uh, movies or televisions, uh, trying to jam in as much as I possibly can in the limited time I have left on this planet. So, uh, sometimes I'll have a game like this that, if I was an immortal, uh, well, this game would be friggin' perfect. <laughs> uh, but because I was not having the most fun, more leisurely wanderings, which is not necessarily a bad thing at all. Like, rating-wise, I'm probably gonna give this, as it stands right now, solid 4 out of 5. Yeah, I, I did have enjoyment while I was there, and I could see the potential of this turning into something amazing, whereas now it's just something very good. Uh, so I have moved on to Half-Life. Oh, what? We were just talking about that. Uh, Blue Shift. Okay, so this was something that happened, and I think there might have been a few of them. In fact, I think I purchased a few of them uh, in the last Steam Summer Sale. Uh, people took the, uh, I guess, code of the video game Half-Life and then sort of made their own games with it. Uh, one of which, probably the most popular one, the one I had heard of anyways, uh, was something called Blue Shift, which is you're taking the uh, the role of not Gordon Freeman from the original game, but uh, the role of uh, Calhoun. Uh, he's just like a lowly security guard working at the same plant where the dimensional shift has taken place. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, I'm, I'm not done playing it. <laughs> I've, I think I've gotten pretty far. It's interesting to see, and I hope they do it some more, some of the interactions you have with the main storyline. So the, the, the sort of prime example is if you've ever played Half-Life, and I hope you have, you'll know that uh, during that initial sequence on the tram, you'll drive by a security guard who's banging on a door trying to get in. Kind of a funny, dumb little thing just during the opening sort of sequence, opening credits. Uh, it turns out that you, playing this Half-Life Blue Shift, are, in fact, that security guard banging on that door trying to get in. So uh, I hope there's more sort of interactions like that. 
uh, between the original Half-Life and this, you, I don't want to say behind the scenes necessarily, but probably not as in the thick of things as you are when you play as Gordon Freeman. Brilliant idea. Uh, I, I think other games could benefit from this sort of idea. Like, uh, say uh, there's a Mario's, uh, Super Mario's uh, a cousin... Uh, Jitoni, who's an electrician, and he's sort of uh, running the lights in the Koopa Kingdom, and has have to keep things going, or else uh, everything dies. Yeah, or that, you know, thing, things of that nature. What what would be? Uh, how, how about? Uh, <laughs> oh boy, got a lot of stutters today. I must be excited. Uh, in an effort to get a little audience precip- pre- precipitation. Oh my God audience precipitation how about you tell me what a good uh, idea of a behind the scenes uh, give me a game that you would like to see something similar behind the scenes and i'll tell you what i'll do if somehow some way someone actually gives me an idea i will write something out and will uh like a actual sort of game plan on how it could work uh, I'll bring in science, I'll bring in actual smart, hopefully sounding things, and we'll do it upright. All I need from you is that initial idea, uh, and I will give you credit for it. On the podcast, no less, what do you say? Audience precipitation. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Podcast Tinder. You're never alone if you have a podcast on. So very true. You know what I find myself doing, just sort of on that note and the note of our talk today, internet-related-wise, is that, um, excuse me, I find myself more and more often, like I'll walk in the door after I get home from work, and I'll reach into my pocket, I'll open my phone, I'll turn it on, and I'll push play on whatever podcast I was listening to while I was driving home. And then I'll sort of have that on while I make my dinner. Uh, I'll have that on while I, you know, get the television on. And like just every sort of spare moment of my life, seemingly, I will try to have a podcast going. Uh, which sort of leads us into our talk today, which is Filling the Void with New Podcast. I've titled it... Uh, Seemingly, I'm in this strange sort of loop where uh, I'll find a podcast I'll really like, um, and then sort of between my regular listens of the podcast I have sort of on the go, uh, I will fly through it fairly quickly. Um, I think most notably recently is Harmontown and um, uh, Magic Tavern. Uh, those are probably the two standouts recently. So... Once again, having uh, finished up some, I decided to add a bunch and uh, try to find some new good ones that I like. Uh, I'll tell you what I have. Uh, I've got four-ish. The first is Anna Ferris is Unqualified. Oh, Anna Ferris, you know that name. Uh, Actress from, what are those, scary movie, probably most widely known. Uh, very, very funny. The reason I found out about this is because she was on Adam Carolla's podcast, which is quite often how these sorts of things work. 
you'll be listening to a podcast. Someone will come on. You'll like the uh, cut of their jib, let's call it. And then you will follow them to their own podcast. And it turns into a sort of virus-like sickness where you're listening to 20 different podcasts at any given moment. And they've taken over your life totally. And you are crippled by podcast addiction. Like me! Uh, so that's what happened. Um, she's very, very funny and uh, open and honest and likable and does a good interview. And one of the things that they do on the podcast, sort of a Jake and Amir style, actually, speaking of, uh, they will get a caller with a problem and then Anna guest and a, a friend of Anna's by the name of Sim. Sim? Sim? Sim, Sim or Sin? Simerson uh, will try to help the person with the problem. Uh, quite often, it seems, uh, comedically so, that the guest will have a, a, a comedic or not necessarily nice answer, uh, while Anna Ferris will try to be nice and sort of loving and, and really help them through their problems, and then the guest gets in the way of that. To great comedic effect. Uh, okay, so let's move on to podcast number two, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. What? The Family Hour? Uh, okay, so similar to Anna Ferris, uh, Duncan Trussell I heard on uh, Harmontown uh, and had mentioned he had a podcast. Uh, to be honest, uh, him on Harmontown sometimes, especially early on, I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, he's sort of grown on me fungus-like. Uh, so I decided to see if maybe he's a little different on his podcast, and he is. He's a very Pete Holmesy, uh, exploring the inner workings of your mind, uh, somewhat insane seeming, somewhat incredibly knowledgeable, mind blowing seeming, uh, guru y, guru y. That's fun to say. Uh, just an interesting dude, period, I think is probably a good way to say it. So to hear him interacting with others, getting his weirdness on them, uh, it's fun. And uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. Okay, so next we have... Uh, kind of Funny... Is that the next one? Yeah, Kind of Funny Gamecast. Uh, okay, so this is also a mental note to myself to see if this is an actual podcast or just on YouTube, which is where I did watch it. Uh, so, just because it was so good. Uh, so, this is kind of funny Gamecast, episode 81. Uh, and they talked about four different things. Uh, all sort of video game related, as the name implies. Uh, is it okay to play games on easy? Was was topic the first. Uh, my answer is yes. Uh, update on No Man's Sky Impressions. Uh, I've already covered that. Uh, PlayStation Meeting 2016 Predictions. Um, there'll be games for it. Uh, video, and last but not least, Video Game Insider Sources. I have not. I'm not a professional. Okay. <laughs> and they all sat around and talked about those things very, very well, I thought. So uh, it, it will keep me going back for more and, and even looking for the audio-only version, which is a mental note to myself. Okay, last but not least, and potentially... Brewing for most, I don't know yet, is uh, one called The Adventure Zone. Uh, in my sort of eternal struggle of looking for Dungeons & Dragons related stuff, since the void of Nerd Poker being gone, 
um, Ashes of Volcana being gone. Just always searching for uh, Dungeons and Dragons stuff to get my grubby little gnome mitts on. Uh, when I came across this one, I didn't know if it would be good or not, because sometimes they're not. And this is coming from someone who likes everything. Uh, I like everything. I, I love experiencing Dungeons and Dragons media, be it podcasts or web series or anything. So for me to say sometimes they're not good is telling, I think. Anyways, uh, so far this one is very good. Uh, I think it's basically uh, two brothers who have another podcast are recording them and their dad, which is kind of cool, uh, play Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, And I think there's another guy the dungeon master as well anyways uh i think i'm three or four episodes in uh and they're doing what i like in these sort of things which is not 100 games 100 rules 100 focusing on nothing but uh getting the quest done 100 of the time there's that but that's by no means all it is it's uh sitting around chatting joking 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 that's where it is Puns. I love a good pun. Uh, you know what? Since we're out of time, and uh, why don't I just throw this in as a sort of little cake topper to this episode? Uh, things are brewing of uh, Dungeons and Dragons related uh, stuff. <laughs> oh God, in my life, and that is uh, because I've always been on the search for media. I've also actually. Uh, behind the scenes, been on the search for an actual factual game. People to play this game with. I've been unsuccessful over the years, and yes, I do mean years, trying to find people to play with. Uh, I have friends who I love dearly, not a fucking nerd among them. So uh, I've had to turn other places and have been fairly always unsuccessful. Uh, until recently, uh, I put an ad on Kijiji, which is like... Uh, uh, what is like the American version? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, just sort of looking for a game in my area. Uh, a guy replied. He's DM'd before. He's got a couple. He's got at least one person who wants to play. So uh, starting next month, uh, presumably, unless things get fucked up somehow, which is distinctly possible. It's happened to me before. Uh, I will be playing on a semi-regular one to two nights a month uh, Dungeons & Dragons. My thought is, uh, for episode 400, potentially, and maybe I'm saying this and A, jinxing myself, uh, B, it's just not going to happen no matter what, jinx or otherwise, and three, another thing. Uh, it it might not happen. It, anyways, my, my my thought is, uh, Jesus, stutters galore. Uh, <laughs> I got the Dan Hart, the Dan. Oh my god, I I got the Dan Harmon stutters, and ironically, or is it? Uh, I had the Dan Harmon stutters while saying the Dan Harmon stutters. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so what was I saying while stuttering? Uh, potentially I will have for episode 400, maybe we'll record a game and I'll bring it back and we'll integrate it into some of the other things I've planned. Maybe, I don't know. I'm still, uh, as far as episode 400, I have a few things planned, but by no means a, a main sort of show idea. 
So, uh, again, audience precipitation time. Uh, if you can think of things you'd like to see in episode 400, uh, I'm willing and open to suggestions. I wouldn't even mind a guest. Uh, I'll tell you what, listening to this, uh, I could potentially figure out a way for uh, me to record the two of us, whoever responds to this first, uh, r- record us talking about uh, each of the five segments so you give me some movies, televisions, books, games, internets. We could talk about a little bit of each and bring that back. You could be a guest on the show. Oh, contesty. Anyways, that'll probably not happen. But still, yeah, but still. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper